This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. I want to talk to you about demonic dominions. And it will serve you well to bank this message because every person will come under some kind of attack. And as a believer, you must not run. Having done all things, Paul says, stand. Stand. He goes further to say, so that you may withstand. So that you may withstand the powers of darkness. Too many Christians are wimps. Let it not be said of us that we don't know what to do. When we come under spiritual attacks don't phone me as I told you in a, in a message who are you going to call you need to be your own ghostbuster you need to know what to do uh, you know everything else you know how to write checks you know even how to stand against your neighbor when he comes against you to fight but in spiritual things we are wimps too many Christians are eating wimpy breakfast you need to work on the, on the breakfast of champions because you must have good food which will give you good strength. Are you with me this morning? Before I go any further, I want to tell you that because of COVID and the, the, the high rate of deaths, the high number of deaths, I'm going to show you just now that when people die whatever spirit that was possessing their bodies exits their body the spirit doesn't die with them I'll show you the scripture so because of so much of death that has been taking place so much of exit of spirits those spirits are looking for the next body If you don't hear anything and you don't have understanding, understand the spiritual realm right now that out there there's a lot of spirits looking for bodies. And now is not the time for you to be lax. Now is not the time for your children to not have any spiritual covering because those spirits are looking for the nearest body. It will be a great disservice for you to sleep in this service because as I preach, there'll be spirits that will be exiting. And if your body is the nearest, it will hop. It will hop. I went to pray in a hospital. And I I, I don't want to go into into that realm. But but spirits lurk. There There are spirits, deadly spirits lurking in hospitals right now looking for bodies. It is... It it will not be good for you to go and be admitted in a hospital for a small condition. If you have a small condition, stay at home. Because if you go there, not covered. You say, oh, pastor. Okay, Matthew 12 tells us, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man... It goes through dry places. Dry places means it goes, a dry place for a spirit is a place where it has no embodiment, does not have a body. 
A nice wet place for a spirit is when it can be in a body. So bodies look for legality or they're legal inside or spirits look for a body and, and they become legal inside of a body. So it's a spirit, but it will want to use your body. It will want to use your hands. It will want to use your voice. It will want to use your whole body. Say embodiment. Embodiment. So says the scripture. And, and it goes through dry places seeking what? Seeking what? Seeking rest. That's why when possession takes place, and sometimes if, if your body becomes possessed, you lose your rest because it takes your rest. You feel tired. You feel drained. When, if you're going for medical examinations, and the examinations don't show anything physical, if it's not physical, it's spiritual. I don't discount that you can be sick. There, there is sicknesses, there's flus, there's, there's all kinds of sicknesses. But there's also spiritual possession in your body that's taking away your rest. If it takes your rest, it produces pain. It leaves you with pain. Seeking rest and it finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house. I read that. And my jumped out. Demons actually will call your body my house if you make them comfortable. If you serve them breakfast, lunch and supper, sooner or later they'll think that you are the tenant and they the landlords. I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes and he finds it empty, swept, and put in order, then he goes and he takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of a man is worse than the first state. You will do deliverance. It is not good to deliver people. And leave them not untaught. I'm going to talk about it this morning. We got to teach them. We got to fill the void with God. We're talking spiritual environments. So if you come to church in a meeting like this. And something lifts off you. Great. But you got to fill it. With the spirit of God. You go and open a door in the flesh. For, for it, it will, you will finish off seven times worse. Say, I'm not negotiable. Say, I am not negotiable. The congregation may be seated. I want to just remind us, this Wednesday, I feel so much. I want to pray for economies. You know, in Wednesdays, we're not praying. In the evenings, but I thought uh, I want to call all. If you're in business, you must be here. If you're a businessman in this church, you you're a businessman. You in command, you can come. So at twelve o'clock, I want to pray for you. Put a mantle to do business because I do believe that you are facing facing uh, difficult economic challenges. If you're business or in commission, uh, you must be here at twelve. Also, if you're unemployed, you're doing nothing at home. 
you can come as well. There may be a grace that some of these businessmen may just uh, employ you. So if you're unemployed, please come if you're looking for employment. Be there. 12 o'clock this Wednesday. I know, I know they say it's devil's time, but we're going to make it our time. 12 o'clock this Wednesday, 2nd of March. We have a date, all right? You are a human body, but you also have a soul and a spirit. You're a human body, you have a soul and a spirit. That spiritual realm inside of you makes you attractive to spiritual dimensions, spirits. So, so that, that spiritual component is the place where the spirit, whether it's the Holy Spirit or an evil spirit, can come and dwell inside of you because you have the, the, the capacity to hold a spirit inside of you. And that is why you see in, in, in schools, these children are beginning to, to become possessed by a spirit. It's not their, it's their body, but their bodies are containers of these spirits. And uh, it's, it's easy. It, it, like, it's easy prey. Children are easy prey, all right? So the spiritual component in us presents room for spiritual habitation. That's why there's a scripture that says, knowing not that your body, your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are supposed to be filled with the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. But if you lack that presence, if you lackadaisical concerning spiritual things, your body is open for, for spiritual possession. Are we together? So evil spirits seek the spirits of men to rest in. Now, let's talk about demon possession. There's a man in the Bible in Luke chapter 8. He is possessed in a place called Gadara. And uh, he's now living in a graveyard, in a tomb. Uh, it's called necrophilia. When the living touch the dead, necrophilia is living in dead places. The Bible says, and Jesus sailed to the country of Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out onto the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had what? Demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes. Demons make you do some unnatural things. He wore no clothes. Nor did he live in the house. But he lived in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. The hunter is now being hunted. I want you to know that when you carry God's presence, that even demonic powers recognize what you are carrying. Amen. So you should, ah, too many people are saying, Ooh, I was scared, Pastor. Why are you scared? You are carrying the presence of God. That thing must be tormented when you come in. Hallelujah. Come on. Too many people don't know. Jesus said in Matthew, I give to you all power 
what you bind on earth is bound also in the heavens. You don't have faith enough, but I'm telling you, one of these days you're going to be confronted with this thing. It's going to put its tongue out, its ears are going to become bigger, and you're going to, you're going to stand before you like karma's fire. And you are going, either you are going to be terrified, or that thing's going to be terrified of you. You stand, having done all things, stand. So that the enemy will, you will be able to withstand evil powers in these days. And you say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you. Don't tell them my pastor said, that thing will hit you. You stand on the word of God and the God of the word will stand by you. You're going to have to believe it. You have to believe it. You say, I came from an altar that was blessed. I downloaded spiritual power. I've been, I heard about you. And then you say, did you hear about my God? This week, at least five of you, things are going to be screaming in your office. What are you going to do? You will stand in authority. You don't turn your back. I told you, never turn your back on a lion. You stand. And having done all things, you say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. One day I was praying over a, over a demon possession case. And you know this lady, I don't know, for some reason, she's quite a stylish lady. She grew her nails. I mean, her nails at that time looked like claws. On other times, it looked beautiful, nicely polished. But she came to my face and she was going to scratch me. I said, you devil, in the name of Jesus, the word of God says, touch not the anointed. I think that was too much to say because the claws were coming closer. But she came close to my eyes. And suddenly she just dropped. I'm telling you that we are carriers of the presence of God. I'm telling you that you are carriers of the anointing of God. It is anointing that will destroy the yoke of bondage. If you're not carrying it by now, you're wasting your time. You, you, need, to, you, need, to, you need to download more of his presence. All right? And so, he says, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For God, for Jesus commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds. This man broke those bonds and was driven by demons into a wilderness. I rise to tell you this morning, you cannot treat spiritual things in a physical way. You cannot now chain the guy, hold him down. You try holding a demon-possessed man down, it will pick you up. It, it, has, it has demonic influence and strength. So you cannot treat spiritual things in a physical way. You have to treat it like they say, you got to treat fire with fire. You treat spiritual dimensions in spiritual realms. So you bow at an altar. Uh, evil altars only respect godly altars. That's what Elijah was doing. He said, well, you call on your God, I'll call on my God. And he said, drench the trench. They were trying to build an altar. And then he comes and he says, okay, fill it with water. 
an altar versus an altar. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm saying, I'm glad that you came into the house of God. You know what you're doing? You're standing on an altar. COVID did not diminish us. That's why these things are running wild. Because we were not servicing the altars of God. Whilst COVID now took over with the fears, with ailments, sickness, uh, didn't have the church praying. When the church prays, it pushes these things back. I am talking to the occasional churchgoers. The time for occasionality is over. You must run into the house of God. This is your altar. Everybody else is doing it. The Hindus are doing it. The Muslims are doing it. Only the church now has become flippant, lackadaisical. Take your appointments after church. The Muslim man on Friday, he will leave you standing. You can't stand under curse, grace. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. He went to a place called Gadara, where he met the madman of Gadara. The, the, the man took after a territorial name. I want to tell you today that demons are territorial. They are allocated and assigned to spaces, places. So this man is the madman of what? Gadara. There could be demons in Coloss. But they didn't call him the madman of Coloss. They called him the madman of Gadara. Demons are territorial. God is omnipresent. God can be at all places at all time by his spirit. But demons are allocated to spaces. Demons are allocated. There's, for every municipality, there's a principality. Tikwini has its own principalities. You can see it, can you not? Filth, squalor, unemployment. This municipality is a strong principality. Rebellion, disrespect for order. Tearing down things that took years to build up. You think it's political? You are wrong. It is spiritual. There's a spirit that is lingering over every municipality. And we need to push back. We need to watch and pray. Push it back. So Gadara becomes a gateway for this man to sit. Why didn't this, this, this tomb... It's so strategic because in, in, in eastern areas, if you go to, to Jerusalem, you will find that they put the cemeteries... On the outskirts of the city. Right or wrong, I'm not sure, but I think it's wrong. Because now the demons came to sit at this point, which was supposed to be the outskirts, but it became the entry points. And this demon, it's sitting at the tomb site of Gadara at the entry point and you go and read your Bible the whole place that was forbidden to touch pigs 
are now trading with the last resort because nobody else wants to touch pigs. They start to trade. The economy is on the untouchable. The devil has suffocated their economy by blocking the gateway. So nobody can come in, nobody can go out because of the terror that's at Gedera at the entry point. Go read your Bible. Jesus steps out of the ocean, out of his boat, and the first point of entry, he meets the madman of Gedera. Nobody can come into the city. It is blocked. Spiritual, spiritual intelligence don't underestimate spiritual intellect. It knows what it's doing. You think, oh well, it's a madman of Gadara. They blocked the whole economy. Poverty. Poverty is a curse. And let me say this this morning. Poverty is a spirit. Poverty is not political. Poverty is a spirit. You'll see it here that this demon is causing people to be in poverty. Now this morning with respect, I want to just talk about, because I speak about municipalities, localities, principalities, I want to confine ourselves to Africa. With due respect to all of the missionaries that brought Jesus to Africa, they brought the message of salvation because that's the first entry point. You had to get people saved. You had to get them enlightened to Jesus. But we never took the people to the king and the kingdom. The dominion of the king. We didn't teach the people how to come out of. We taught them how to get saved for eternity. But we didn't prepare them how to live. And again, that's one of the most dangerous things to take out and leave you empty. There has to be a net inflow, a net infilling. Are we together this morning? And so in Africa, in, in the, in the, in the I, I, I like to connect the scripture. Ephesians, Paul says, Ephesians 4.18, Having their understanding darkened, been alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. So, what, what we did in Africa is that we built altars and we serviced altars to the God, G-O-D, the God of fertility. When we wanted to become fertile, we serviced, we made a covenant we built an altar, they built altars, and they service that altar for fertility. Service the altar for success. So they are making covenants to these spirits. Are we together? And so Africa is full of the ancestral. Seeking from whomsoever can bless. Surely the spirit of a man can't bless the man more than God. Surely we, in our own understanding, if we want something 
We need to go to a higher being, not to the same being. Are we together? And so, they entered into myriads of covenants, which means altars, for safety, for fertility, for prosperity, warlords, to win wars and battles so that blood can be shed. For medicine and for healing, they sought gods at altars instead of God at the altar. By praying to our past, we are looking for blessings over our future. That's the trap of the devil. He wants you to have transgenerational allegiance. By looking to your past, your, your ancestors, to bless your children. If the devil can get you to bow down and get your children to bow down to him, he's not interested in your money. You're interested in your money, but he's not interested in your money. He's interested in transgenerational. He's interested in your children, their children. So is God as well. He said, I will bless you. I'll bless your children and your children's children. That's why God loved Abraham because Abraham had a heart for future generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Uh, uh, the devil copies spiritual patterns. That's another subject for another day. But spiritual patterns, God is a God after households and children. And he, wants to, he, he blesses children. He doesn't bless things. He blesses people. He's a God who created people. Woo. If I show you from Genesis to Revelation, God is a God that is pursuing a man. Yeah. All through the whole book of the Bible is God creating man, putting him on the earth, and then pursuing him in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. He's pursuing man. And in one part he says, I sought a man and I found none. When it comes to the exodus from, from, from Egypt, is waiting for 400 years. 400 years was, was the allocated time, but he has to wait another 30 years because he couldn't find a man until Moses steps on. All through the Bible, God is interested in man. And if God is interested in man, so is the devil. The devil mimics Biblical patterns. In the case of Jezebel, you'll find that Jezebel uh, seduces people in high positions to change the, the government system. If you're in politics, you need to understand the Jezebel spirit. It's not a, it's not a Jezebel, a woman. It's a spirit. It's a pattern where it goes after people in high places to change the direction of things. There's a strong Jezebel pattern in South Africa. There's a pattern of Delilah, a spiritual pattern of Delilah. If you understand the spiritual pattern of Delilah, the devil uses Delilah's pattern to, 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 to make, to use seduction for destruction. 
seducing spirits. If you're seductive, you use seduction for destruction. It's a spiritual pattern. It's got nothing to do. You say, oh, well, you're married to Delilah. No, you're married to a, a spirit. Ooh, I'm going in a different... I want to turn two degrees and say our children are at risk because of transgenerational allegiance. And parents, you better be careful. You monitor them so well. I take my hat out for you for the academic uh, mandate and the academic vision you have for your children. But whilst you pursue pursuing the academics of your children, do you also pursue the spiritual dimension for your children? You must carry out a, a spiritual audit and an edit on your children. The easiest thing now is to allow our children to sit at the television. <laughs> but do you know that that's a medium? Watch Peppa Pig. Just watch Peppa Pig. Let's use Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. There's Peppa Pig. If you watch Peppa Pig, they always ridicule the father. The father has no respect. They laugh at him. Oh, Peppa Pig, you're so stupid. Next time, go and watch it. How even mama and papa erode the respect levels in their children for Papa Pig. Oh, pastor, you're making everything spiritual. See, the church people are so conscientized in 1980s and 70s, we think people did it for us. So you're looking under the pot plant, you're looking for bones, you find chicken bones that your previous person just buried the chicken there. You're saying, oh, they did it for us. Now, pastor, I can't move my hands, people. Yeah. The palm tree that wasn't watered for three months, even the palm tree needs a little bit of water. Oh, pastor, you see somebody put it for us, the palm tree died. That was a different realm. That was a different realm. There's a thing called satanic intelligentsia. It moves with the times. It's not locked in 1970. It's locked in 2022. It knows how to get your children. It knows that you leave your children to watch television unattended. You're not supervising them. It devises Hollywood. It causes Hollywood to devise programs to enter into their minds. And here's the thing about spiritual programming. Your children may appear to be angels now. But that thing programs them. When they come to an age of certain things, at 13, you'll see they, they are programmed through the spirit to become rebellious, to buck you. You say, I can't understand where these children got it from. Peppa Pig. They are spiritually programmed that at 16, although it's not their stage in their age, they fall pregnant. You say, oh, but I don't know how. Then you, you, you send them to college and then they come back and they bring a baby and they say, this is my college. 
Uh, they call this baby certificate. <laughs> you say, why? Because I went to college to get a certificate. And I got a baby instead. So the best name is called them. Certificate. But inside of all of this, I want you to understand that there is satanic programming that's programmed to enter into certain timelines. You can write this down. Timelines. That means some people's timeline with demonic dominions is that their marriage will never last. Inside of some marriages, marriages can last for two years. And because there's a dominion, a demonic dominion or a demonic mandate over that family, marriages never last in that family. Your mother's marriage never worked. Your grandmother's marriage never worked. And yours is not working. It's satanic programming. Satan has time to wait. Are we together? So, I just want to say this, that parents must be custodians of morals, of values to their children, of trademarks to their children. And that's why Jesus, when he taught us, he said, when you pray, pray this, and deliver us from evil. For thine is thy power and the glory. When I was a teacher, every morning, we had a thing called assembly. Where we would gather and we had a prayer. Whether you were a, whatever, whatever grouping the teacher fell into, but they gave them to read this prayer called the Lord's Prayer. Whether they knew it or not, they declared to the whole assembly point, Our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the school on the earth as it is in heaven. Every child, I remember I was in the school, a thousand children saying it. Can you imagine the response? You think it's just a prayer that we recite in, but a thousand people saying, Our Father, who art in heaven. Now the teachers are saying that they are, there's domi demonic dominions. Children are being possessed. We didn't hear of that in the 80s and 90s. One or two, yeah, in the toilets. Uh, I remember there were some manifestations. But not as, as widespread as this. Because you removed prayer. And that's why some of you have influence to get on the school's governing bodies. Get on it. And tell them, God will grace you to be the, the chairman of the body. And you are going to say to that principal, introduce prayer in the school for what it's worth. Are we together? Amen. I have five minutes. 
Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18. It says, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, or should it, it should have been scattered over Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These are the horns. These are the evil spirits that have scattered itself, blocking your blessings. These are the horns of evil. This is the evil influence. Some of you can't understand this, this evil dimension, the, 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 the dimension of the spirit. But I want you to understand that there are evil sponsoring your situations. Evil horns sponsoring your situation. Now, some of you go through some patterns. Let, 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 let's, let's just talk about prevailing altars in your family. I'm just going to speak generally. Some families have toiled now for four or five generations. Take it, maybe a message from God. We done? Good. Sometimes there is these spirits that are sponsoring poverty. Listen, there are some families that have toiled hard but have not broken through economy. I mean, they've read, they're not lazy. They've worked hard, toiled. Some have built the city. Some have built the railroads. And by now, you should be eating the fruit of your labor. If not you, at least your children should have been better educated. But five generations later, you are slow in speed. It's a spirit. It's not political. It's a spirit. You're going to have to break that spirit. If you right now realize that this is a spirit and we have not been able to make, make what do they call it? Ends meet. Ends meet. You, you've not been able to make ends meet. Some of you can't make ends meet. You live from month to month, but halfway in the month, you, you earn well. But your money never stretches. Your money never lasts. It's a spirit that's influencing the circumstance. It's a horn. It's a horn. If you're earning well and you still can't, you can't, you, there's something wrong. It's a spirit. There's, there's something wrong if you are not, if, if your, your great-grandfather was a sugarcane planter and you still cut in sugarcane, Maybe now you're not even cutting it, you're drinking it. Or smoking it. You've even gone worse. You don't even have a job, but you, they, they were here to, to cut the grass. You're now smoking the grass. Something's gone wrong. Something, there's a demon, there's a horn over you. It needs to be broken. I'm talking about systems, spiritual patterns. Are we together this morning? If your marriages never last... And you go back to your mother's marriage and your mother was divorced. You go back to your grandmother, your grandmother was divorced. 
And if each generation, the granny has to take care of the children whilst the mother goes to work, something is wrong. There's a spirit. Early deaths. The men in your family never last more than 40 years. They either die naturally or unnaturally in, in accidents or whatever. There's a horn. Now, whilst I speak about this, you need to also look at, examine, I, I may not say it, but by the Spirit, you need to go and trace back where, which altar is sponsoring the circumstance. There's altars that are sponsoring these circumstances. Psychological patterns. In some families, there's psychological trouble coming down from grandparents to parents to you. Let me, let me say this. In this morning service, you better stay awake. Because in the end, I'm going to say to you, break it. I'm going to urge you to stand and break it. Because the Bible says, and you shall tread upon the adder. And you should stand upon the scorpion. If you recognize that there is a spirit... And your children play back this message and say, Papa, you were in the service that day. Why didn't you break it? Why is it coming down to my line? This morning, some of you recognize that there are financial spirits. There are horns that are sitting over you. Unless you break it this morning. You have an opportunity. Listen to me. An atmosphere of grace, one minute in an atmosphere of grace can save you five years. That's why I keep saying this, that you must be in an atmosphere of grace. You can't miss it. These are spiritual things. Are we together? You are worried whether it will break. It will break. When you take a panado, you don't tell the panado to go to the head where the pain is. The panado finds the pain. Are we together? When you introduce the spirit into your life because you're a spiritual component in a body, when you introduce the spirit, the spirit will find it. Come on, somebody. Katala brashanda. Only altars break altars. Apostle James says this, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. I want you to know Brendan, if there is a challenge that you're going through, we say that that, that that challenge is a body. That challenge is a body. It's sponsored by a spirit. The spirit is giving it life. The spirit is giving that challenge life. Because it says, for the body without a spirit is dead. The situation that you're going through is being given life by a spirit. So we need to cast it out. 
That's, I like what you think. You're preaching my message. Did you see it? Yeah. If you have an ailment and that ailment is lingering for 12 long years, the woman with the issue of the blood, for 12 long years, a spirit was fraternizing with the ailment and keeping it alive, keeping it alive, keeping it alive, keeping it alive. Until she said, if I can touch an altar Amen. that's stronger than this altar, then I know I will be made whole again. Altars. Altars. So she said, I will go and touch the hem of his garment. Because for 12 years she's hanging on a thread. So she said, let me just touch the hem of his garment. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. And sometimes you've been holding on to a thread. You don't have to touch the whole altar. Just touch the hem of his garment. If you're going through something this morning, I want to tell you that it's not just you that's going through it. There's a demon that is sponsoring that thing. You need to recognize that it has to break. And this morning I rise to tell you as a pastor, as the Bible speaks about her, that uh, you, 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 you cast these spirits out. It's biblical to cast it. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8 says, Heal the sick, cast out the demons. Cast out the demons. Oh pastor, can we have a meeting on Tuesday for counseling? Counseling doesn't cast it out. You cannot teach a devil out. You cannot counsel a devil out. You're going to have to cast it out. And when you say cast it out, the first thing to close the door is to close the door. You need to say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. This spirit is no longer going to rule and reign in my home. You argue in your, your marriage is full of arguments. We're going to pull down the spirit of arguments. Uh, I want to tell you this morning that casting is a small part of freedom. Are we together? You've got to have deliverance through transformation. Say that would be deliverance, deliverance through transformation. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Mindsets are gateways that authorize spirits into the life of a person. Spirits are cast out, but you need mind renewal to close the door. Come on, listen to me. We can cast the spirit out. But how's the mind? Has the mind been renewed or is it empty so that when the spirits come, they come back seven times worse into you? Listen to me, listen to me. Joblessness. Let's use that as a case study this morning. You can't get a job. And what's sponsoring your economy, the joblessness, is a spirit. So what we do is we cast the spirit out. And now, you are open to get a job. But we need to teach you kingdom principles. Because sometimes you say, ask you, how are you feeling now? You say, well, I'm feeling that much lighter, but I still don't have a job. Kingdom 
principles must teach you, prepare you, fill you up to get the job. So we teach kingdom principle. We teach the principle of honor. Stand there, son. Just stand there. Previously, when you were demonic and that, that, that spirit caused you to be joblessness, so you, you pass in people that are influential in the city. You're not recognized. Now I've got to teach you honor. And that's why teaching is very important. Kingdom principles teach you the, the, the power of honor. Because the law of attraction works through honor. What you respect, you attract. So, now he comes and sits in, in the meeting and he learns to have a, a mind shift. So, you walk. Good morning, sir. And you keep on walking. Now, he says... Excuse me. Good morning. You know, I've seen you so many times walk past, but you've never greeted. Something's different. Something changed in you. What do you do? Oh, I do nothing. Well, you know, I'm looking for somebody to drive. I'm looking for somebody. Oh, the devil. Because of the devil, I can't get a job. It's because of your culture. You don't have a kingdom culture. Yeah. You don't have a kingdom attitude. You don't, have a, you don't have the spirit of honor. Now, honor opened up. Says, come and see me. Here's my address. 252. <laughs> so the guy next day goes and sees him. We teach, we teach you kingdom culture. How to be clean. So the next day he goes, is shaven. That pastor tells you you must put perfume. So he's smelling good. Had a nice bath. And he goes, now he makes himself attractable and employable. Amen. Oh, well, we can't get a job. This country is going nowhere. You don't have kingdom yeah. principles. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> Let's stand. Are we together? In a simple way, this morning, recognize the prevailing spirit and then put it on an altar. Maybe nothing's troubling you, nothing's, nothing, nothing. Let me say this. The greatest thing that's going to make you powerful as a person is presence God's presence so if you do nothing this morning you need to just come before him and say God fill me with your presence listen to me some of you and God showed me some of you are in deadly relationships you shouldn't be in those atmospheres now I know some of you are going to say, well, you know, pastor, 
I'm trying to get them saved. When God wanted to save Israel, he took Moses out. Kept him in a separate place for 40 years. Retrained him. Reconfigured him. Recalibrated him. Then brought him in. If you still stay there with the same mindset trying to change them. Change them to what? Because you're not changed. So sometimes God, listen to me. I'm not sure who. God will move you by job. Take you out of that place recalibrate your mind because now he can have your attention and put his presence in you you think why is God moving me out of this place he's taking you so that he can work with you he may bring you back as the CEO to change the place but you can't change that environment with the same thinking of those people he has to change you before he can change them. So don't say, well, you know, you say, Pastor, you know, I have to go to White House, my, my friends there, but I don't do anything. Don't dala with the devil. <laughs> Listen to me, don't dala with the devil. One preacher said, Don't dance in the devil's ring. Don't dance in the devil's ring. Because when he gets together with his strategic Intelligence, it'll overpower you. you. You're not too powerful for the devil. So hear me now. Come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith, saith the Lord. Come out from among them. Let God put his presence. My, my, my whole thrust of this message is to, have a, to be a strong area of attraction. And to be a strong altar, you must have God's presence. That's what I've been trying to tell you. You want to win against demonic dominions? God's presence. And you know what? As the songwriter said, we are standing on holy ground. What happens when you stand on holy ground? Coals of fire come up into you and you become stronger. You may not even know it, but by being in this meeting this morning, <laughs> You became that much stronger.